only hardened consumers of delicious uh, semi-puffy flatbreads go to the pita sidebar. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. In this episode, you and I will be talking about Omaha Kebab here on Saturday Omaha. And you can find Omaha Kebab located roughly at 120th and Blondo Street or precisely at 2101 North 120th Street. And I don't know that 120th is really West Omaha anymore because it kind of kind of keeps going. But uh, I'll, I'll read this in my best West Omaha accent at uh, 68164 would be the zip code. Uh, Omaha Kebab may be, and and I, as far as I know, and so please send other information our way on social media or FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com, but I think this might be the only Armenian restaurant we have in Omaha, and they serve a variety of kebabs and vegetal dishes, which we will get into speaking of today, but they're a relatively new restaurant, and they're located um, in the former Thai house uh, location, and there's a there's a couple other little restaurants over there, and that's, uh, I think it's the Northampton or something plaza, but regardless, off of 120th and Blondo. The strip mall thingamabob off of 120th yeah, and Blondo, yes. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that, I, I am here to support you, Dave, with all the technical information <laughs> like thingamabob. Thank you. I appreciate you using your... Uh, perspicacity and specificity when describing uh, locations and other thing bobs which we had kebabs not not thing bobs so that's that's a whole different deal there um well we had things on kebabs oh we things on kebabs i guess we had things with kebabs the kebabs were on things but but we got appetizers we got kebabs and i think let's see how many times have you eaten here now 3 4 5 Somewhere in there? Um, I mean, I'd like to make it five, but I want to say this is time number three. Uh, no, wait. Time time four. Because I have had I, I have had uh, takeout previously. Uh, we had eaten here before in the, uh, the hopes of doing an episode on a previous occasion, but uh, not done one from that. And I'm kind of glad that we didn't because, well, this... This food does travel okay. Uh, here, your your first piece of actionable information. If you did want to go get uh, some kebabs from Omaha Kebabs and take them home, they they don't go off. It, it's not a terrible experience as compared to eating in, but uh, eating in is decidedly a very different experience. Yes, no question. Uh, the interior of the restaurant is is nice, fresh, clean, and modern, uh, with several four top tables and a few uh, six or seven top tables. We uh, originally started with a party of three, went to a party of four, and then, of course, in true Saturday fashion, uh, basically a table for six because we ordered a whole lot of food. So that's that's kind of the way we way we go. Uh, I I have also had food from Omaha Kebab. Several times I have gotten takeout a few times, tried a variety of kebabs, and like I said, TJ, we were going to do a show on here, um, and you had ended up dining uh, in or very close at hand and noticed that the food definitely, and and of course, in all restaurants, it's best iteration of itself, especially pizza and french fries, I think, but uh, 
you know, really is at the restaurant. Quite often we will eat in the parking lot uh, if we are in COVID protocol type situations um, where we can't dine in. However, um, when possible, dining in is nice. I have to say, though, I agree with you even before we get further into the food here, that if you are able and uh, things are okay for you, dining in would be the way to experience this. We were sitting about 20 feet from the grill, and there's a window in the restaurant where you can see where they are are taking care of the kebabs, and man, there is is something to be said there. If your kebabs do uh, travel home with you, you may have to heat them up a little bit, and they, they might lose a little bit of that freshness, but man, that, that hot and fresh goodness is the way to go. But we should definitely talk about some of these things, TJ. Uh, let us then begin with, oh, yes, yes, you have a hand up in the back, r- roughly? So... I'm not going to coin this term just yet as an official Saturday Omaha term, but we need something yes. for this, preferably with alliteration. However, the basic form for it is bark degradation. <laughs> well, this is not barbecue. It suffers very quickly. It it doesn't go wholly bad. Like if you transport a pizza too far, it, it can ruin the crust. It gets kind of weird on you. Some of them don't travel very well at all. Some of them do travel very well. There's There's varying degrees but if you take good barbecue with nice bark on the outside home it it kind of steams a little bit in the takeout container and that outside bark or char or whatever that that texture on the outer layer of the meat is suffers considerably while the the inner goodness your your smoky bits and your meaty bits on the inside remain intact so you get your barbecue home and it's still pretty decent, but it's nothing like it would have tasted if you had been handed it fresh out of the smoker. This does that uh, that same thing. So you took it home and had to warm it up a little bit. I wanted to avoid that and ate the whole dang thing in the car in the parking lot. <laughs> I was uh, more or less set up to do that, and I wanted to get it as fresh as possible, but at the time was not ready to eat in. And I will tell you that 30 to 60 seconds in a takeout container is enough for this to lose some of its magic. It's still good. I, anyone who wants to do curbside, anyone who wants to take it home, by all means do. It's still good food. But Eden, you you lose like, let's say, 20-ish percent of the tastiness from uh, from your kebab by putting it in that takeout container at all. Happily, that... Uh, that doesn't change that much based on distance. Beyond that first 30 seconds, it's either hot or it's not. Yes, and, and you also lose probably 37.75% uh, presentation factor because when the food comes out, it looks quite nice. But speaking of uh, crisp and presentation, that means, of course, we're going to start with talking about the cucumber dip, TJ, because, I mean, why wouldn't you? Now, it is fresh and uh, crisp flavor-wise in its in its own way. Now, this is not a, a Greek restaurant where you're ordering a gyro with tzatziki sauce, but I will tell you, if you need a good cucumbery, dill-infused, fresh dip served with slices of pita, which, man, those, those pita uh, triangles that were wedges that were brought out definitely had a wonderful puffy factor being delivered directly to our table within the restaurant. This stuff is awesome. Um, could be applied to, 
I don't know, cardboard, and it would probably still be pretty good. But man, is it really good with some uh, some freshly uh, warmed up pitas. Now, TJ, knowing for a fact that you would like to go to the pita sidebar, which sounds like a wonderful place to visit, possibly with cold beverages and warm bread. Can you take us there and then bring us back around to the cucumber dip? Yes. Also, that's totally a uh, seedy tandoori restaurant in a back alley, the pita sidebar. (laughs) Only hardened consumers of delicious uh, semi-puffy flatbreads go to the pita sidebar. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta, it's like the salty spittoon. you got to prove how tough you are before you get in. Anyway. I like it. So, yeah, it, it's time for uh, TJ wanders off the point into a long side dissertation, or at least it may get somewhere in there. The pita bread, again, this is, this is the eat in, eat out thing, and this more so than anything, because I had the pita bread when I did the takeout, and it was just okay, so I was very hit by when you eat in. First of all, the hot and fresh factor is uh, far higher for this than your average pita and or uh, non-type contrivance. It comes out very hot and very fresh with uh, literal peaks and valleys in terms of, you know, bubbly spots. and Like leoparding like you would see on a, a Neapolitan pizza. Ooh, well, uh, is, that, is that an official Neapolitan pizza term there? Yes, it is. It's the Char's leoparding. Ah, well done. I that is apt. That is decidedly apt. Because yeah, the the actual raised spots are in the blackened category, which in this case is to their credit. They have a very very deep char on the raised spots, and then in the flats, it is a uh, very you know almost white colored pita bread so the differences both in texture and in flavor throughout are pretty distinct so you're getting a lot of flavor variance and a lot of interest just in the pita alone and as a uh, as a canvas for your various uh, dip colors it works very well especially this is all I'm going to say about the hummus um, I, I thought it was okay uh, but it is certainly of all the dips. There are better yeah. better dip options. You're saying? I think the uh, the cucumber dip. It's a really fresh, cold, delicious cucumber dip, and it's really tasty with pitas, and it's tasty for other things. Oh, and it's it's also a dill dip, is it not? But yes. I didn't notice that much dill. It just it was just kind of kind of in there. It is it is cucumber forward. Yes. Uh, the only other thing I have of note on this dip is, as with everything, the uh, the presentation is excellent. I it it's a mass of white dip in a bowl. There's only so much you can do with it, but it's, you know, in a nicely uh, placed centered bowl between all these little triangles of pita with that little sprig of mint in the center, yeah. which makes you can only make a a big old pile of dip so pretty. But it was rather pretty in that uh, that presentation. Their their uh, their visual first bite is with the eyes game is uh, on point here as much with anything. I appreciated that little sprig. It made a difference in my day. And if you get it to go, uh, you get it in a, I, I believe the restaurant term is a deli, a uh, plastic container with lid, and you get quite a bit of it, like a pint. Uh, there's quite a lot and enough that you can use this with other things. And I believe the first time that I ordered this dip uh, and got it to go, I had enough left over. I, I think I used it uh, to make some chicken later <laughs> in the week. Like Ooh. I saved some of it and did like a uh, 
kind of an Indian uh, preparation like you might do for, you know, chicken that you're going to put in like a butter chicken and uh, soak it in or, you know, marinate it in yogurts because you can have that. Now, in my earlier notes, TJ, which is where I keep my notes on my delivery uh, version or my, my pickup version here, um, I do have that there was whole dill in there and diced fresh cucumber. Now, I've now had this dip three different times. I believe that time was the only time I experienced that. But for a bit of live radio science, I may have a little bit of extra dip left over from when I had Omaha Kebab earlier this week, which is slightly earlier than the meal that we had today. So right now, that's right. I can get up here and go away. Oh, 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 here we go. Okay, so so here I happen to have some actual cucumber dip, which we're going to open up and do some live science. And by that, I mean documentation and observation. Well, this this is testing and observation. If you can give me a hypothesis, we're well on our way. Maybe, maybe, do you have a control cucumber dip? Ooh, I, I, that's a good question. It, this wasn't a... I, I, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say at this point we are we are close enough. Yes. We are doing testing and observe live. Uh, you you may create documentation from this, but I believe yes. we are hitting a threshold where yes. I may more or less, with a little poetic license, say that it's for science. Excellent. Well, that was nice. I I appreciate that. So here we go. Uh, the container is open, as hopefully you heard. Uh, TJ, I I am going. To as as you and I are in communication, can you see the dill in this container? Because I know I can. I can. Despite the fact that we have our uh, our remote chat stuff set up for probably the lowest resolution it can handle, I can still see the dill. Indeed. So you know the dill. So in looking in here, then I will also tell you that my notes remain accurate. Which I suppose, if you wanted to use my notes as a hypothesis, there are indeed small dice cucumbers within this dip right here. So nice whole dill, pieces of cucumber, yogurt, fresh, and that's right. I just had some. Delicious. Oh, yeah. Eating on the radio. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I think this may be one of those formats where that's okay. <laughs> well, it was a single bite. We're not going to do a whole meal on the radio. That's that's not what this is about. So that uh, confirms that cucumber dip. I, I think that may be the most in-depth dip deep analysis that we have ever delved into. And from that then, TJ, I would like you to talk about the other dip that you had that uh, you were kind enough to uh, give me a little little pita share with today because it has a completely different profile than the cucumber dip. A TJ go. The other item was, oh no, because I want to say baba ganoush. I do, but I don't know if you could call it baba ganoush in Armenia. I'm sure there's a, uh, a proper local name for it. On the menu, it is simply eggplant dip. Uh, those of you familiar with baba ganoush will be plenty familiar with this eggplant dip. It is in a similar style to the uh, relatively small number of baba ganoush I have had. Baba ganouches? Baba ganoush I. Baba ganai. For all I know, that is the worst swear word ever. I could have just said something horrible about someone's 
your your mother is an eggplant. Who knows? Regardless, these these plural baba ganoush that I have had are are similar to uh, to this item, but it's the eggplant dip, and uh, it has a decided smoky goodness to it. Oh yeah, uh, which plays nicely, earthy, very much so. Uh, it, it is both creamy. There's a little bit, depending on when you get it and how it's mixed, because I've had it a few times now. Sometimes there's more actual pieces of eggplant. Sometimes it's a little bit more creamy. It has both of those things regardless. But the the smoke is, is front and center. That is what's going to hit you first, is that creamy texture and the smoke flavor. And then you can get into your, your acidic. Your can, I noticed, uh, I believe, pieces of garlic in there this time around. But all of those flavors, mm-hmm, all of those flavors are background players to your smoky goodness. And it's, I know this word is not likely to be used positively very often. It's a moist dip? Well, that too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm introducing a, oh. I believe, a fatter day first in terms of using this in a food description, acrid. It had oh. that acrid, smoky flavor, that very definitely pervasive, strong, smoky flavor, almost a little bit of, uh, you know, some bitterness to it. Yeah. It, it works incredibly well here. I recommend this. As much as I like the cucumber dip, I think this is your your number one starter, and you should get this and and dig in and then enjoy your kebabs after. Is my my personal opinion. I'm just a little in love with this eggplant dip. I like that. Teej, we have talked a lot about appetizers, and there is definitely uh, well, there's some other appetizers I ordered as well. But we should really talk about some kebabs because it's Omaha kebab, and and I think that's where we'll start. Uh, between the two of us, we have had. Various iterations, uh, guest Tom actually had the scallop kebab, which uh, we'll talk a little bit about in the wrap-up, but when you're uh, dining in the uh, menu, because there's chef specials and things, they had a lobster kebab and some other things available today as well, a uh, baklava and ice cream dessert. So yeah, check out those uh, those specials when you're there. But let's talk about some kebabs. Teach, would you like to uh, start off with, shall we say, the pork loin kebab? Would that be a good kebab to start our kebab journey why dave yes i do oh good so you had gotten uh a a pork loin and a pork belly and i believe there was an ordering mistake uh before so between the two there is a uh, a for for those of you who are squeamish um this may be a negative for the rest of us it's delicious the fat is in the middle on the pork belly, and there's a fair amount of it on the loin. It's on the outside, and uh, these seem to be of a, a fairly large chunk variety. Most of the uh, the kebab pieces are semi-uniform kind of cubist affairs. This was a an irregular slice of... Uh, I don't want to say that it was a lean pork loin because especially in the kebab form factor where it's skewered and cooked over an open flame, if you had a very lean pork loin, it would probably get tough. This had a thin layer of fat on the outside, which charred beautifully. Um, This is the first time I've had the loin. I've had the belly a few times. And this may be my favorite of the bunch now because you get quite a bit of it. I want to say, uh, hmm, what do you think? Uh, three, 
three inch by one inch chunks. There yeah. were probably five of them, something like that. It was a good size amount of this particular protein. And as with pretty much all the offerings, it has that nice uh, crust, that char on oh, yes. the outside. And as with the pitas, it's got all all your peaks and valleys. And this is the reason you're eating in is that outside. I hesitate to call it bark because bark is its own thing. It's fairly specific to, you know, things that have been put in a smoker and have that full-on layer of it on the outside. This is char from cooking over an open flame, and there's that nice little bit of crispness and richness, and you bite into it. A little salty goodness. Yep. And loin can be... Loin can be dry, loin can be tough. This is moist, this is tender, this is flavorful. And I don't know if it's a marinade or if it's some sort of rub on the outside. Definitely, as you say, that salty goodness. I mean, everything everything is seasoned, but not heavily seasoned. Nothing is, you know, bathed in a ton of sauce or anything. You are, the meat is the star of the show, and it just so happens to be seasoned very well. Yes, there's, there's only so much you can at least theoretically say about uh, kebabs done as... They're, they're very simple. I think deceptively simple because they are cooked perfectly and they have whatever that magical salty, tasty rub. For all I know, it's just salt. But I, I think there are more seasonings uh, going on there. But the flavor together is somehow at once deep and varied and clean. And the loin specifically, it has that nice, very firm, meaty texture on the inside. Yes. It's got that little bit of crisp on the outside as you come through it. And and the firm, but uh, still very, uh, very tender uh, uh, fat layer as you go through it. It's, there's there's that hit of richness, and then you hit into the, the meaty, porky goodness. Yeah. I, I'm, again, this may be my, my new favorite. I... There was, I will admit, a little bit of gristle. There were a couple of pieces that I, I couldn't chew through, but it was a very, very small oh. portion of all of two bites. Okay. Um, it, this would be easy to miss, and I am not bothered by the fact that it was there. It it asserted itself as being real food, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I could theoretically take off points for this, but I didn't care. And it was a very, very, very tiny amount. I just, the full disclosure on that, it is still my favorite kebab. And texture wise, it's just, it's good all the way through. And there's so much interest in this simple, seasoned, cooked piece of meat. Good quantity of it. And uh, presentation yet again. And all of the uh, the kebabs are like this. I think we'll go through it a little bit more in a wrap-up. But they have the the square dishes and everything's laid out in uh, kind of something something like a row garden just a little bit as you look at it where you have your Not mine. kebabs. And you got, yep, you got chef style, so we'll talk about that in a bit. But generally, if you get the, uh, the kebabs in the salad, you have a kebab or two kebabs on a bed of rice and then the salad behind it in its, its tasty rectangular bed. It is, it is laid out in a linear kebab arrangement. And I would agree with you on the, the pork loin kebabs. I thought they were delicious. Again, we talked about the outside saltiness there. If there was gristle on it, I didn't notice. I, I ate them all, so it must have been crispy and uh, fantastic. So, uh, But uh, big, big meaty chunks. I, I, I think um, hunks or pieces, uh, irregular hunks, 
hunks of meat is the one to go with here. They're they're large, large, uh, substantial, tasty pieces. Yes, uh, there were definitely large, substantial, tasty pieces of pork. And if there was, you know, gristle on them, I really didn't notice. I must have just ate it. They had the. If you didn't notice it, it wasn't there. Fair enough. And so we're 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 discussing it, but there was it was a little tiny bit out of a very large kebab. Yes, I'm I am helping to uh describe my dining experience, which was delicious. Uh I think there were about, like you said, about four pieces, good sized pieces on there. And uh we'll we'll switch to the pork belly here in just a second. But I would say that both of those kebabs actually are quite satisfying where you know, one is uh, the the pork loin definitely has that more meaty interior and uh, a little less fat application, but uh, very enjoyable. So speaking of additional kebab, let us head on over to the pork belly, and I will I will kind of start that off. I believe that on one of my takeout orders, due to a slight mishap of some type, I actually got two pork belly kebabs instead of the loin and belly. This time in the restaurant, I did indeed get the loin and belly. They are visually different, where TJ, I believe you said that the uh, pork belly is more of a cube or rectangular cut. I would agree with you. And in true pork belly fashion, um, there is meat with a decent-sized layer of fat. But where the kebab application really hits this nicely is, and I've bumped into some belly where there's very... um, non-rendered fat, and it is a heavy, heavy piece. This is just an enjoyable bite. Yes, there is a decent amount of fat in there, but with the salty, slightly gently crisp exterior and that char element that's on there with a little bit of the saltiness, it is a cohesive and delicious bite. Hey, it's break time here on the podcast. If you get a moment and if you're so inclined, it'd be nice if you could leave us a positive review on Apple or Google Podcasts. That'd be great. And if you get a minute, head on over to FatterdayOmaha.com and maybe check out one of our friends links there and see if you can find something you might like. All right, back to the show. Really, you're eating giant pieces of bacon. I'm still throwing in behind the loin because I feel it's a little bit more oddly, a little bit more juicy was my experience with the loin this time around. I would agree with that. I think the 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 belly is a little bit more crispy and unctuous, uh, whereas the the loin is probably more of a, a juicy, meaty morsel. I, I believe that to be correct. Yeah, and as you say, it is about two thirds meat, one third fat. There is a, 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 a oh no, um, I I apologize for this. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna ask you to sort of wipe the image from your mind afterwards, but it is a fat sandwich on a meat bun. Um, it's 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 meat <laughs> fat layer meat. Um, please do not be put off by that because it's it's really good. As Dave says, giant piece of bacon, uh, salty porky goodness, and that fat layer in the middle. For anyone who's squeamish about such a thing, I apologize for discussing it at length, but it needs to be discussed at length. It is the important feature on the pork belly. And the reason that, yes, I too, the first time I ordered it, was a little bit worried because pork belly is a very high-fat cut. So the idea of, you know, you have it as an as an accent or on a sandwich or in some form like that, having it as effectively the entirety of the dish, because it's a kebab on a bed of rice, was concerning to me. But the interesting thing 
with this pork belly in this application on the skewer, cooked over an open flame. It's got that salty goodness. It's got the fatty richness. But that fat layer in the middle, despite being a large portion of the meat, as we say, about a third-ish, it, it has firmed up nicely without being really chewy. In terms of texture, it's very similar to eating the meat portion. It's just a little bit more tender because it doesn't have those whole muscle fibers in there. Indeed. Well, let's, uh, let's make a uh, kebab uh, turn here. And head on. Did I just talk in circles about squares? Uh, whoa. <laughs> well, I maybe not a rotisserie, but uh, let's uh, let's talk about the ground beef kebab, of which you had this at our latest meal, and I have only had this in the uh, to-go iteration. So, what did? Uh, how did you feel about the ground beef? In the case of the ground beef, I noticed barely any crisp, if there's any there. How there is something. Of a snap, Ooh. if you will, okay. on biting into it. All right. Um, the the outer texture is still soft. There's there's some uh, Maillard happening there. It's definitely more brown than the rest. Your yard. Uh, as you as you bite into it, there's there's a hint of there's there's not a casing on it. This is just the way the the beef cooks up. Sure. And I imagine. There, there's got to be onion in there. There's a few spices happening. Things it might start is, caramelizing well, and creating an exterior a little bit out there. Exactly. I think more caramelizing than anything. And maybe that's entirely the onions. Uh, maybe there's there's something producing some sort of you know natural sugar involved. Uh, one way or another, yes, caramelizing so it has a little bit of that, that texture from the natural uh, juices coming out of the meat and uh, hitting that open flame. So it doesn't really have that char that the others do. It doesn't have the crispness, but it's almost, no, there's no casing, but I would almost liken it to like a Wimmer's Wiener natural uh, snap when you first bite into ah, it. There's okay. just a hint. It, it's not as strong a one as if it actually had like a sausage casing, but there's just a hint of snap when you bite into it. The interior is, it's at least uh, very mixed might have started out a very fine grind, so it might be both a very fine grind of ground beef and heavily mixed with other ingredients. So it's it's very nearly smooth. It's a very fine texture on the inside. It is. If this was a hamburger, that would be a problem. If this was a meatloaf, that would be a problem. This is almost more in a in a gyro class of food stuff. And I think it works for many of the same reasons. I may have to get another one and and sit here at home with like a bottle of how the heck do you pronounce it? Marjoram? The uh the the primary herby spice that uh, herby spice, the primary <laughs> herb that uh, uh that tends to be in in gyro recipes. I I would and, and be sure. I think there might be some of that in there, but it's it's a very similar idea to a gyro and very, very moist. Uh, this is a, a certainly moist, certainly tender. If you are thinking of biting into the majority of ground beef contrivances like a hamburger or something, which is what I was thinking to begin with, I would get that out of your head. It is a a, a soft, fine grind, uh, very, very flavorful. Is it is it truly a cut when it's a ground beef device? I I don't think so. I don't think it's a cut at that point. I, <laughs> it's it's decidedly an interesting 
texture. It's not at all what I was expecting. It's definitely one of the more flavored kebabs available because it's not just some seasoning on the outside. Oh, uh, it's throughout. It lacks the char of the, yeah. It lacks the char of the others, but it has all this stuff mixed in. And maybe it's less than I think. Maybe it's a little bit of onion and black pepper. I there's some herb notes in there, but I hesitate to comment on them because I'm not totally sure of what they are. But it's it's got an herbiness. It's got I'm pretty darn sure on that onion because there's a hint of of sweetness in there, and it's. It's a much nicer experience than I thought it would be, and it's certainly one of the more substantial in terms of size and uh, more uh, a better value proposition than some of the others, as you would expect from ground beef, because uh, size size is higher and cost is lower, and the flavor is excellent. It makes me happy for different reasons than the others, but it still makes me pretty much as happy as any of the other available offerings that I have tried. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Well, let's uh, stick in the realm of beef since we kind of started in the the pork realm there. And I believe, let's see. Oh, you did not get the beef loin today, did you? I've I've had the beef loin now twice. And both times I had a surprising, in a good way, experience with the beef loin. The seasoning or whatever marinade they're using on there uh, is just a little bit different and surprisingly tasty. I ordered my first one uh, medium, I believe, and uh, actually uh, showed up more towards the uh, the medium rare uh, preparation style, which is fine. No big deal there. Uh, the second one I had, because I was sharing with uh, a co-dining companion there, I was really surprised because it was sitting next to my pork loin uh, kebab or my belly, and I was eating that, and all of a sudden I got the bite of beef, and I was like, whoa, well, that's that's different. Super, super tender. I don't think this has as much of the uh, char element as the, the pork, maybe because uh, beef loin really doesn't have a lot of fat, so maybe there just isn't as much there to crisp up as one would have uh, on pork and certainly not the pork belly. But I, I think this is a really tasty kebab, very tender, uh, very lean. Uh, you could eat this and, and feel pretty good about eating uh, as long as you're, you know, in the in the spirit of red meat here. Uh, but a very lean cut of meat, obviously. Super, super tender. Uh, different texture completely from the ground beef and really everything else. So you get a nice diversity of kebab preparations depending on what you order. And uh, when we get towards the wrap-up here, I'll talk a little bit about ordering strategy because I, I think there's some ways that you could uh, you could increase the utils, as the economists would say, uh, by altering your dining experience. Teach, how was uh, your loin? <laughs> that's that's odd. TJ, how was the? Oh my. <laughs> TJ, how was your beef loin kebab uh, when you experienced it? I know you said the pork loin was actually your favorite of the bunch. It was. This is uh, turning turning my meat ideas on their head because I agree with your uh, your experience there. Your notes. It it is delicious. It is tender. It is very well, uh, very properly cooked. I'm going to be careful with the term "well" there, uh, especially as the. Uh, We'll get into some of this later. I suspect I was speaking to either one of the chefs slash cooks or uh, maybe a part owner uh, who was very, very knowledgeable and uh, 
Also, if memory serves, had a chef knife tattoo on one of his forearms, like he was he was into food. That's serious. Uh, and uh, I I was kind of hoping this is our my, my second Eden experience. I was kind of hoping he'd be there today to uh, to speak to, and he made sure that. Our, our waiter today was good, but this guy made sure that all of your needs were met in, in uh, e- exhaustive detail. However, uh, as with yours, I ordered mine medium rare and got it pretty close to, uh, not everyone is familiar with the term, but pretty darn rare, like so that you can hear it quietly mooing. The term is blue, and... It was pretty darn close to blue. It was beautifully cooked on the outside and very, very rare in the inside. Now, that said, the only reason I said medium rare was because it's an easy thing to throw out there. It's easy, it, it's common enough. People kind of expect it. I didn't really care in the case of a kebab about the rareness in either direction all that much. So I picked the one in the middle and figured if it went to either side, it would be okay. I like very rare beef, especially with a good cut like tenderloin. I am just fine with that. I I have no negatives there, but certainly if you are ordering this, probably order it a shade more well done than you would normally ask for because that's, you say, two experiences for you now and, uh, and one for me. So in... Well, the, the, the first one I ordered medium, and, and it came medium rare. Um, again, and, and I, I have it in my notes here, right? It says dot, 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 dot. Actually, four dots. Interesting. Don't care. Um, that was fine. But uh, yeah, it was a little more rare than I, I expected, um, but super, super tender. And the second time, I just had a single bite, so I wasn't able to evaluate the uh, full doneness that time because I was, I was sharing with a dining companion that time. All right. Well, I am going to say then uh, two experiences plus a question mark yes. allows for something something of a warning label. I would say if you are someone who wants it more on the well side or just, just order it a shade more well done than you would want, uh, than, than you are shooting for, uh, unless, of course, you want it fully, then I, I guess be clear about that. Uh, so I, I, I don't think they'll have any problem doing well done if you ask for well done. That's a pretty clear-cut uh, degree of rareness. Yeah. Whereas the others are a little bit more fluid. But yeah, I, I ask for medium rare because most people can get medium rare right. And if they were a little on either side, which they were, it's fine. Um, I liked this just fine. However, as as stated uh, three hours and 15 minutes ago into this TJ rant, uh this is this is flipping my my meat hierarchy on its head a little bit because I did like the uh, the tenderloin. I agree with your notes on it. A little bit more heavily seasoned, very tender cut of meat. Uh, really, no char to speak of. It was a nice uh, uh, moist cut, and uh, that was true on. Yeah, that was true on the outside as well. The inside was good and beefy and tender. All of that said, Dave. Listeners, I would order the ground beef instead. Really? Yes. Um, this is this is good. It is a good kebab. But uh, in terms of uses of tenderloin, it's not that high up on my list. And the ground beef and the pork loin, this is a little bit of a pricier kebab. And I don't want to discourage you from ordering it altogether. But there's so much good on this menu I, I feel like I am, uh, this is not the uh, the venue 
for uh, for tenderloin to be the thing, especially if they have those seafood options going. I saw that uh, scallop kebab. That looked that, good. Uh, that Fatter Day friend uh, Tom had. Fatter Dad? We'll, we'll have to ask him on that one. Uh, but I, I saw that scallop kebab that uh, Fatter Day friend Tom had, and that looked really tasty, and I want to try the lobster, and the ground beef is delicious, and the pork loin is delicious, and the pork belly is... There's there's so much good here that uh, going for the tenderloin in this case, it just it doesn't feel worth it, even though it's only, what, two, two bucks, four bucks more than some of the other offerings. It's not that much more for it, but I feel like I'm getting more for my money and for the, the form factor does more interesting things with other proteins versus this one. That's fair. I think the fire kiss from the grill and the fat that you might have in some ground beef and the fat that you certainly have on the pork belly and with the pork loin lends itself to that uh, open flame, you know, provides those different textural elements where you may not get that as much on the beef tenderloin. So I'll, I'll buy that. I, I think that's good. Now, if you just would like some really lean, uh, tender beef, then this does deliver with uh, a little bit of a different uh, flavor profile as far as the, I shouldn't say that as a whole, because that really changes the the crux of the dish, but their own marinade or seasonings that they use, because it's, it's, there's got to be something a little more than just salt and pepper on there, which that's just fine on some tenderloin. But uh, they provide their own interest on these these different items. Teach, I, I believe that's all the kebabs that we had. Is that true? Indeed, Dave. That's all I have on my list for today. All right. Well, let's uh, let's briefly talk about a couple of things uh, before we wrap it up here. One is that I did get the uh, falafel, and the falafel form factor foists itself as a football. Uh, they are a uh, an ovoid falafel. They are an ovoid falafel contrivance. Since you have used contrivance several times, I'm going to use that today. Uh, they are they are flatter because they are of the football nature versus a spherical falafel, and they were decent. Uh, very crunchy exterior. Uh, and uh, softer interior as a falafel is want to be made, um, and they are served with a little bit of dip. I I enjoyed them. I'm still I I've had falafel around Omaha and, and quite a few places. Getting there now, um, so if if you're looking for some falafel, uh, pretty decent. I like the fact they're a hair bigger because as I experience more falafel, I like to be able to get the crunchy exterior while still getting the soft interior. There's some maybe that are a little bit smaller, where because of the fry on them, uh, they get more uh, rock-like uh, than, than maybe I'd want them to be. So that was the falafel. The uh, I, I ordered, because I've ordered kebabs several ways, you get them automatically with a salad and some basmati rice, some long grain rice that's with them. And, but, but, you can also order them chef style, which I did today and I've done before, where instead of the salad, you actually get uh, some pita, you get a like a stewed type tomato with a little bit of salt and pepper on it, and some kebobbed zucchini. Um, 
probably about six slices or so. So there's some nice ordering options if you'd like a little more vegetal goodness or some different vegetal goodness with your kebab. You can order it chef style. It runs five bucks to switch it around to that form factor. But that is an option. I don't believe they show it on the menu yet. So make sure when you're ordering either in-house or uh, call them on the phone that you specify if you'd like that zucchini. Tell them you want it chef style. So there is that. The, uh, the rice, good rice, long grain rice, individual grains, and tasty to scoop up with different things. Or maybe have some of that cucumber dip and, and you just mix your rice in there. That works too. Uh, but Tej, I believe you really enjoyed the salad dressing, which I may or may not have poured from my takeout container once, maybe twice, directly into the uh, salad dressing uh, receptacle so that I may just eat it directly. But I think you liked yours quite a bit as well. Yeah, the chef style sounded really good, but I just, I couldn't give up my salad. I'm ordering one on the side, maybe. We'll have to uh, have to see about that in future. But that garlic vinaigrette, just, it hits the spot for me. I like a good, you know, kind of rich, vinegar-heavy dressing. And this has a good, very piquant flavor happening. So I'm, I'm very pleased with it on that fresh romaine. And those sliced radishes are, are not often a selling point for me, but they are here. And that little bit of uh, dressed and... Uh, seasoned uh, red onion that they uh, they put a little, oh, little yeah. pile of over in the corner of your salad, which, again, I am not... I love onions. I, I really will uh, eat them plain, but I am, I am aware of the drawbacks of consuming nothing but onions while I am consuming nothing but onions. You know, you have that, that sting of... Uh, the alum family? Oh, thank you. Yes, you have that... The alum family, da-da-da-da. So you have that sting of the the alum family uh, of things. I mean, I want to say it's sulfuric. Uh, there's something. It's the reason you cry when you cut onions. There's a compound that changes into one of the acids when it hits water. So that's that's why you get that sting when you eat onions. So I'm I'm aware of that. It's less prevalent in reds, but because these are dressed in that vinaigrette with that seasoning on top, and they're already red, so they're a little bit more mild. You do still get some of that uh, that uh, smack in the face. Uh, in your taste buds, but it's the flavor together is so good that I still happily eat my little pile of dressed red onions because they are delicious, and I now look forward to them every time I go. So I, yes, I I highly recommend the salad that comes with it. Not this this isn't even a uh, a dinner salad or a specially dressed salad. This is the side salad you automatically get if you just order a kebab. I am recommending as an important thing to have on its own right. on a radio show. That's how much I like this simple romaine radish onion vinaigrette salad. It and it is it is just that, right? It's just those ingredients. So it is a fairly simple salad, simple side salad that is served secondary to the kebab so the that's that's the standard form factor the kebabs range in price a little bit right around the 15 dollar mark uh they trend uh, towards 20 if you start getting in the seafood i think the lobster one was like 22 or something like that but but it's lobster so that kind of makes sense but they all come with uh that uh, salad and rice stock unless you go with the chef style so definitely getting into the wrap up here um in a hook in the hint type thing you know, hook-wise, I don't know that we have a lot of Armenian restaurants around here, 
I don't know, we have a ton of kebab options. I suppose there are quite a few, but this is a place that specializes in kebabs. I like the diversity of the kebab offerings and the fact that, uh, you know, they're relatively new. So they're doing these kind of chef special things. Like I said, they had some seafood options. They're kind of trying out the chef style deal. So there's some neat stuff happening here. From a hint perspective, a couple of things. Not only is the chef style kind of a neat thing to do if you want the zucchini instead of the salad, but you can also order a la carte kebabs, which is what I did today. I got one kebab, I believe the pork belly as the chef style option, so that ended up running me about 20 bucks. But for another like $11.99, instead of the full 15, I can get a second kebab. So, you know, Saturday style, trying to eat a little bit. And I, I can tell you, so we are now recording this episode roughly, mm, I don't know, three and a half to four hours after I ate lunch. I'm still feeling really full, um, decently full. Like, I want to eat dinner. Hopefully, I'll be hungry by that time. But uh, goodness gracious, um, two kebabs is pretty filling. If you want a nice lunch, a single kebab with those sides is going to take care of you. If you need a little bit more protein, do that uh, secondary kebab. If you're dining with a companion, you might try one person ordering, and you don't mind sharing plates and things, Order one of the kebabs in the standard form factor, the rice, the salad, the kebab, and I believe there's onions with that as well. Order the other one chef style, so that'll cost you an extra five, but then you get a rack of zucchini and tomatoes. Share amongst your plates and then maybe get a third a la carte kebab that you can split. So now you each have a kebab and a half. You could have the zucchini, the salad, the tomatoes, and wow, you would get a very diverse plate be able to try three kebabs, and your little tum-tum would be a pretty darn happy tum-tum. That would be my hook and hint for Omaha Kebab. So, Tej, um, after that, then, how do you feel about a, a hook and the hint for, for the people? What's your what's your wrap-up and advice for Omaha Kebab? So, the atmosphere overall, um, I, I hesitate to say it feels high-end, but it, it feels like they, they put work and thought into the interior. The interior is pleasant, and yes, the stack stone look of the walls is wallpaper, but it's nicely printed wallpaper, and they have kind of a, a gothic-style uh, architecture set of mirrors, you know, that look a little like stained glass windows there. It feels... I, I realize these aren't... They didn't actually set it in, in a, uh, a stack stone gothic building, but it does a good job of setting the mood. So first of all, I, I really recommend, as we do generally, that your first time is eat in. And the hook is, as you say, it really is the type of food. And not just that it's the only Armenian place, but there's something about it's very substantial. There's not a lot of nutritional baggage involved. You are getting meat and vegetables and rice is the core of your meal. It's real food. And in terms of the actual nutrient value that you're getting, you know, dollar for dollar, it's worth that. And it's well seasoned. It's delicious. The texture is wonderful. This could be your your light lunch and if you want to get your your macros in as some do you can do that but you can get a lot of the the important stuff uh without just filling yourself to death now that said i got two kebabs a salad and appetizer and as you say like four hours later i still really don't need to eat anything so it's 
be be undaunted. I think this is here. Here is the hint. Be undaunted by the price points. They're going to seem like a little bit more when you sit down. But once you order it, enjoy it, have have the whole thing. It's it's substantial. It it is more than it looks like it is because you don't it's not coming to you on a bun. It's not coming to you with a whole bunch of extra things. It's good, hearty food, very well cooked. And even the menu, the menu seemed small when I first looked at it. But we've been here, you know, multiple times each now, and we're going to go back, and I still haven't fully plumbed the depths of the regular menu, let alone the specials, the the lobster kebab, and uh, all those that were like four or five seafood offerings on the chef's menu today, plus the baklava ice cream special, plus what was the, you remember what the cucumber thing was? There was another special on the window. There's a lot going on here. It's it's a little, first impressions are deceptive. Sit down, try it, and I, I believe you will understand. Sounds good, TJ. Well, yeah, it is uh, a place that folks should try uh, and delicious, well-prepared each time, you know, even the, the to-go containers, if you have a chance to eat in, I would definitely start there if you can. And if not, get it get it to go. And you just might have to give it a little little zap when you get home to, to give it its full-on flavor. But uh, anyway, with that, we had a very enjoyable meal today. Uh, guest Chris and guest Tom, I believe both liked theirs. Uh, there were some pretty darn clean plates. Uh, and yeah, I think you even had some leftovers today if I if I do recall, uh, at least some cucumber dip. So you, you might have a snack for later. But uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to our Saturday Omaha episode on Omaha Kebab. And uh, with that, I'll say, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. <laughs> and uh, until we eat again, please share us with somebody who's hungry. And I, I assume that Sam would probably want TJ to say, uh, what? Eat this. Do indeed, because it's good. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. Find us at FatterdayOmaha.com for additional content or find us on social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.